Second Samuel chapter 9, we're going to be in the same passage we were in last week. I just want you to notice one verse. I'm going to read one verse. I'm aiming for ten minutes this morning. Think I can do it? How many of you think I can do it? Oh, you bunch of heathens. I'm taking that as a challenge. I don't think I could do it either, but I'm going to try. Second Samuel chapter 9. I just want you to notice the first verse one more time. Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Father God, we thank you so much for this passage. We looked at it last week. We want to look at it once more to make sure we get this last thought out. And I pray you'll guide us, direct us, fill me with your spirit, Lord, and help me now as as we wrap this service up uh, to say just exactly what you once said, uh, to, to be protected from saying anything I ought not. Just help us, Lord, here today to learn once again another lesson from the life of David. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week we looked at this passage and we learned that uh, this is the story of David and Mephibosheth. And uh, somebody said to me afterwards they were so uh, impressed with the way I could say Mephibosheth so many times. It does seem like I've said it a lot of times lately. But uh, this was the story of David and Mephibosheth. And we learned in that last week that it's a wonderful picture of our salvation. That David on the throne, reaching out to lame, lost Mephibosheth. It was a wonderful picture of God in his sovereignty reaching down to us lost sinners. It's a wonderful picture of salvation. And, and we titled last week's message, I Am Mephibosheth, because of that. Because the very things that we learned about him applied to us. Well, there was another thought I wanted to make last week, and I decided to keep that separate. And, uh, because there's the, the, the one way that we applied it is probably the primary way uh, that, that Mephibosheth is a picture of us and David is a picture of God. But there's another application here. There's another lesson here that I, I think we, we ought to touch on before we close this chapter. I am Mephibosheth, yes. But I am also David. Or at least I ought to be. So let us notice four simple thoughts along that line this morning and see if you don't agree with me that this passage not only teaches not only pictures our relationship and, and what God has done for us I am Mephibosheth but it also teaches us something else I am David or at least I ought to be four thoughts number one David wanted to show kindness we, we, we saw that there in our text is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake he wanted to show kindness it might seem simple enough. I mean, that, shouldn't that be the case with all of us? We all ought to want to be kind people. I knew a pastor once who would sum up just about every aspect of the Christian ministry with the thought that no matter what it is that you need to do, no matter what situation you face, no matter what kind of a trial you're trying to help somebody through, you can wrap it all in kindness. He said, always be kind. In every situation, be kind. Even when you're facing hard things. In the ministry, and that's true. It's true of the pastor. It also it ought to also be true of all of us all the time. Christians, of all people on earth, ought to be kind, shouldn't we? And today's Father's Day, and so let me speak just for a moment to the fathers, to the men. But ladies, as I do so, and the fact that I'm emphasizing them on this day because it's their day, doesn't negate the fact this also applies to you. But. It's Father's Day, so I'm going to talk to them. You know, guys, we tend to look at David as a warrior, don't we? At least I do. Sometimes I see that 
statue that Michelangelo carved of David, and I, I think, you know, that's an interesting depiction of David, but it doesn't look very warrior-like there. I think of David as a warrior. I mean, how can you think of him as anything else when you think of him as a teenager uh, being faced with a bear and amongst his sheep and running toward that bear with absolutely nothing in his hands and, and, and destroying that bear with his bare hands. He's a warrior. How do you not think about him as such when you think about the same thing, a roaring lion? Now listen, if a roaring lion came in amongst the sheep when I was the shepherd, I would have been running like a little girl the other way. But not David. He ran right at it, barehanded, destroyed the lion. How, how do you not think of him as a warrior when you think of him in the valley with the giant and running toward that monstrous Goliath with nothing but a slingshot and faith in the God who fights our battles? Yeah, he was a warrior among warriors. But as we see in our text, he was more than that. There was so much more to David than that. And there should be far more to us guys than that. We ought to fight for the things we believe in. We ought to stand in the gap for our families, for our faith, for our God. We ought to be, in a sense, warriors for God. But we need to be kind. We need to be kind. Peter said, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous. Paul said, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And again, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. David wanted to show kindness. And I am David. Or at least I ought to be. Number two, David wanted to show kindness for Jonathan's sake. For Jonathan's sake. Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Remember, David's motivation in reaching out to Mephibosheth was not his worthiness. Not because of something in, in Mephibosheth he saw. It was because of the relationship he had with another. Remember, we talked about that last week with Jonathan. Jonathan. And our motivation... And showing kindness to others is not because they're always worthy of it, because frankly, sometimes they're not. Frankly, sometimes they're not at all. But rather, it's because of what Jesus did for us. After all the kindness Christ has shown us, how can we be anything but kind to others? And yet, when a brother or sister needs that same kindness from us, sometimes we forget, don't we? We tend to forget where we were. We tend to forget what he delivered us from. How much kindness he showed us. You know, we, like Peter, were sinking beneath the waves. And we reached out our hand in desperation and said, Lord, save me. And immediately he reached forth his hand and did. He saved us. Do we then look down on a brother or sister who's sinking beneath the waves of this life? Or do we reach forth our hand in kindness and help? We, like the woman caught in the very act of adultery, were already condemned. Stones were ready to be hurled. The sentence of death was upon us. And Jesus frankly forgave us. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Do we then look down on a brother or sister caught in the trials of this life and not show them the same kindness? If we had time this morning, we'd go to Matthew chapter 18 and we read the parable of the wicked servant. Do you remember the parable of the wicked servant? When this wicked servant went and he owed a ridiculous uh, debt to his master. Ridiculous. It was 10,000 talents, if I remember the scripture correctly, which is an infinite amount. It was impossible to pay. And the master frankly forgave him. 
And then that wicked servant turned around and went to another servant who owed him ten cents or something like that and grabbed him by the neck and threw him into prison. That's not the way we ought to be. After all the kindness Christ has shown us, how can we be anything but kind to others? You see, David wanted to show kindness for Jonathan's sake. And I am David. Or at least I should be. Number three, David wanted to show the kindness of God. We have to look at another verse for this, and I'll just read it for you. But verse number three says, The king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? The kindness of God. Some questions might come to mind when we're thinking about this. How kind do I need to be? What's the standard? What are the limits of kindness? When do I know if I've done enough for my brother or sister in Christ? Those would all be good questions. Valid questions. The Catholic Church would hold forth somebody like Mother Teresa and say, look, here's an example of someone who gave her whole life to the care of others. Would she be our standard? We listened to testimonies this morning of thanksgiving for all that our fathers have done for us. And many of us would look at our fathers and say, praise the Lord, what a wonderful and kind example he was. But is that our standard? Jesus told the parable of the Good Samaritan. If you go back and reread it, you see a wonderful picture of kindness. As the Samaritan went where he was and bound up his wounds and and took from his own substance to pay for his needs, ensured that he was taken care of in any way. Is that our standard? You see, it's important, I think, to recognize from our story here that David did not only want to show kindness, as it says in verse 1, but he wanted to show the kindness of God, as mentioned in verse 3. And that is our standard. Timothy Keller recently said, How does the Father love the Son? That's how much he loves you. How does the father enjoy the son? That's how much he enjoys you. And I would add to that, how kind has Christ been to you? Well, that's how kind you should be to your brothers and sisters, and I should be. See, the bar's been raised. Our standard is not seen by looking in the mirror. Our standard is not recognized by looking at other people. There are many good people in this world, but that's not our standard. The kindness of God was David's standing, and it ought to be ours as well. You see, I am David, or at least I should be. One last one. Now David said, is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? David not only wanted to show kindness, he not only wanted to show kindness for Jonathan's sake, he not only wanted to show the kindness of God, but he took the initiative in doing so. He took the initiative in doing so. You know, some after hearing these truths might might be sitting there thinking, you know, I agree with all of this. I have nothing but kind thoughts in my heart for others all the time. Somebody else might be thinking, amen. When an opportunity to show kindness towards somebody else comes my way, I'm one of the very first to jump on it. And those would be good thoughts. But I think that we would probably miss the most powerful lesson in this entire verse if we stopped right there. Because you see, David wasn't content with kind feelings. And he wasn't willing to wait for opportunities to show kindness. No, David took the initiative and he went looking for ways to show kindness. The kindness of God. Have you ever prayed 
Lord, lead me to somebody who needs a kind word today. And help me to share. David took the initiative. Have you ever done that? Taken the initiative. Gone looking for someone to show kindness to. Have you ever prayed, Lord, is there a brother or sister in my church family who needs kindness? Give me eyes to see them, hands to help them, a heart filled with kindness for them. Have you ever looked for an opportunity to show the kindness of God? You know, a few, a few years ago a movie came out, and I certainly don't endorse this movie. I don't, I don't even know this movie, so I don't know. It may be trash. I don't know. It's always dangerous to mention movies from the pulpit. But as I recall, the movie was called Pay It Forward. And if I remember correctly, the theme of that movie or the idea that was promoted for that movie was this idea of random acts of kindness. Many thought that was a wonderful concept, as if, you know, the movie industry had come up with something wonderful and new. And yet here we see David doing it, don't we? Right here in our Bibles. He was paying it forward. He was showing random acts of kindness. And I think the lesson for us today is that we ought to do the same. We ought to be looking for opportunities to show the love of God, the kindness of God. You see, I am David, or at least I should be, and I should be doing these things. When I hear that a brother or sister is struggling to pay their bills in this place, my thoughts ought not to be, what is my church going to do about that? My thoughts ought to be, what can I do about that? Lord, how can I help that person? You know, it might mean sneaking a bag of groceries on their front porch when they're not looking. It might mean slipping a $10 bill in their Bible when they're looking the other way. But it definitely means we're looking for an opportunity to show kindness because I'm David, or at least I should be. When I hear that a brother or sister is hurting and going through a dark valley, my thoughts ought not to be, I wonder what my church is going to do about that. But rather, God help me comfort them with the kindness you have shown me might mean a card in the mail, might mean a phone call, or a text, or an email. It might mean just putting your hand on their shoulder after the service and saying, listen, I care. It might mean inviting them over to your house, sit around your kitchen table, have a cup of coffee, and just talk and pray with them. Then that, that art of hospitality is kind of lost amongst Christians today. And the church has been diminished because of it. But we could go on. We could go on, but I won't. Because I'm just about 30 seconds past my 10-minute limit. But I think you got the point anyway, don't you? David wanted to show kindness. He wanted to show the kindness of God. He wanted to show kindness because of what Jonathan had meant to him. And he sought opportunity to show that kindness. Now David said, is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? I am David. You are David. Or at least we ought to be.